This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Hey everyone, thank you so much for all of your support on our Patreon page that just launched. Go to patreon.com slash lastpodcast on the left if you haven't given yet. If you want to support Last Podcast on the left, into the new year. And now, check it out. Leonard Lake and Charles Ng, part three of four. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast on the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. It's an orphan getting food for the first time. And just mm. added that to the bevy of characters that are going to get you fired from Heroes. <laughs> this Thursday at 8 p.m. on NBC. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, as always, with Marcus Parks. Hey! And then Henry. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's always me every week. I never change. No, you don't change. I have no place to go. Mm-hmm. All right, we're on uh, part three. This is going to be a four-parter, huh? Yeah, we were going to try to make it a three-parter, but man, what the more we got into this story, the more we realized there's just not, you just can't leave anything out. It's just all too good. It's all too gruesome to skip over. It all is right, a very course, sprawling and complex case. Extremely right. so. Once if, you get into the details, too, because the details are so muddled, we're, we're trying to piece them all together for you. And the case we're discussing is, of course, Leonard Lake and Charles These two fucks. Yeah, you don't like them, huh? After getting back, it's like coming back into the research after doing the uh, Christmas special with the Deck of Popcorn. Thank you for listening and indulging us. I was very happy with it. Um, once you get back into their world, you got more and more just being like, what two insufferable pieces of shit. Right. They are the worst. Can you imagine them as neighbors? I know. Just a, a big, tall, oh, polyamorous. Oh, a couple of people imagine them as neighbors, and it did not work out well. No, no, no. They didn't wake up from that dream. <laughs> uh, no, and they were fucking, it's Leonard Lake is a, is a swig swaggering, polyamorous, probably his bush hair hanging out of his short shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going on about how you want to see these pictures of the 16-year-old girl he bawled back in 84. Mm-hmm. And then you got his Asian goon. <laughs> who, and the first time yeah. that you're going to put into this outline is described as muscular. Oh, he's described as muscular again and again. But he's not. He's a buff cookie. He's like a a buff cookie. He's a buff cookie. I saw some pictures. No, no, no. He's a he is a Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Oh, Kim Jong Un has a lot of muscle underneath that fat. No, yeah. that's what my dad kept saying about us. Well. Well, when we left off with Charles Ng and Leonard Lake, they had just slaughtered the entire Dubs 
family. And remember that Leonard Lake at this point is still on the run from the gun charges when uh, the cops made the raid on their compound when they got a hold of Charles Ng. But you say on the run as if Leonard Lake is fleeing from the cops. No, no, no. no, no. He made the choice to live off the grid. That's how Leonard right. Lake always validates things. A truly free man. Yeah, he's finally free. <laughs> Back in the 80s, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, you really could. I mean, but what? It, but unfortunately, you still could not buy a used car mm. if you're living outside the confines of the law. Outlaw problems. Hashtag <laughs> struggle is real. Absolutely. <laughs> so after months of looking in the newspaper for just the right vehicle to continue Operation Miranda, Leonard Lake finally found the perfect vehicle in a 1980 Honda Prelude. Now, nothing says get a woman into a sex basement to tire up, rape her, make her do your washing and your cooking mm-hmm. like a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Matt Gray Honda Prelude. A Honda Prelude. And that's, that brings us to our sponsorship for this episode brought to you by the Honda Prelude. Looking to go kill and murder and maim a woman? Why not try a prelude? And guess what? You can keep a dead baby in the glove compartment. <laughs> Sold! So the owner of the car was... I want it in bush hair brown. <laughs> Unfortunately, we only have it in menstrual blood red yeah, and yeah. Uh, orange peel orange. Orange peel We had no orange. idea bush hair, bush hair brown was going to sell out so fast. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> so the owner of the car was a man named Paul Cosner. And in an extraordinary coincidence, Paul's sister... Donna, who had worked at as, as a trapeze artist for Barnum and Bailey in the early 80s, had actually taken a photo with Sir Lancelot, the goat unicorn. No shit! <laughs> That's something. Honestly, yeah. and then we're going to find out that Paul Cosner, as in most cases of serial killers and the way they are caught, uh, Paul Cosner is the thread that is going to end up pulling the whole Leonard Lake Charles Ng case apart. He's one of the one of many threads. It all yes. tends to come together. It all comes together in the end. And it's got nothing to do with Paul. It's got exactly to do with the rapist special Honda Prelude. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> so, either way, on November 2nd, 1984, Charles and Leonard met with Paul Cosner and killed him for the Honda Prelude. Evidence showed that they shot Paul in the back of the head as one of them rode in the back seat. You never ever go on a test drive with a dude in the front and a guy in the back. No. Again, right. do not sell shit off of Craigslist and bring them to your house. Don't bring them to your house. This isn't Craigslist. This is scarier than Craigslist. This is the newspaper. Yeah, this is personal ads. Classifieds. This right. is the thrifty nickel. You only also, buy a, a something from the thrifty nickel as if it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> mm. It's the only things you buy out of a newspaper. Or like a sander. <laughs> something yes. that can't be used for crime. Something that can't be killed while testing. Something you can hold in front of you and you don't have someone behind you with a gun. Like a boy or a girl. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so not too long after Charles Ng was released from Leavenworth, Leonard and Charles decided to try to get hired at a local moving company. <laughs> These two guys rolling up to fill out a fucking job <laughs> application. <laughs> so while Ng went ahead and used his real name, Leonard Lake decided to instead use the last name Blake. Good fake name. Again, Leonard Lake exhibiting his ability to make very believable uh, fake names. He put a B in front of his last name. Yeah. (laughs) So that was no way they were going to find him there. Can't question me. It's like Lake, but with the B. Meanwhile, he's saying that out loud at the application. Lake, Blake, 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 Blake. We'll just mark it down for Blake? Yeah. You know what? You can go ahead and do that. And this is my friend Tongue Duck. (laughs) 
Whack. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never changed name. I chose Ying and I'll be that way till the day I die. Chose Ying. Oh, most mighty of the Ings. Charles. Oh. That was birth name. Char- Charles Ying. Charles Ying. Oh, you write it down. Big Redis. I never use any small Redis. Only use Capitol. Because my name is Van Bridget. You don't, you don't know what I bring to friendship. What'd I bring to the movie company when you have me there? I'm sure I showed you. Err, knee never brucker. You are the only two that have applied, um, so I am in a tough position. I certainly am not afraid of cabinet. <laughs> hired. Well, yes, Charles Ng was hired. Leonard Lake was not because Charles Ng was in much better shape than Leonard Lake. Because at this point, how time, do you lose a job to Charles Ng? Because Leonard Lake had a Randy Quaid body. I see. And was not, they didn't decide he was the professional face of the moving company. <laughs> well, you know, Dennis Moving Company would very soon come to regret their decision to hire Charles Ng, for Charles was an odd employee, to say the least. He, of course, continued his classic chants of... No, kill, no, thrill, move the mirror, do not break, it's bad wreck. Mm-hmm. And? No gun, no fun. I, oh, what is this, an umbrella stand? Oh, you must be very rich. Have a garbage can for umbrellas. But the thing is, with garbage can for umbrellas, you throw out the umbrellas. He's got an easy last name to spell. Uh, (laughs) But a much more cryptic and creepy catchphrase had been added. This one was... Daddy dies, mommy cries, baby fries. Which is... He's really good at this. <laughs> you gotta say. This is what the man was chanting <laughs> as he was moving mm-hmm. things out of someone's house. Or mm-hmm. into someone's house. You paid this no man. Kill, no. And then a squat Kim Jong-un man <laughs> with Jeffrey Dahmer glasses is chanting, Daddy cries, Daddy dies, Mommy cries, Baby fries. Just, as he's being like, put the cabinet in the corner? Just uh, put the cabinet... Uh, tell me, women can never make decision for where to put furniture. That is why they must be bound and wrapped and forced to wash and cook for you. <laughs> Anyways, where do you want me to put this? Just the corner. <laughs> Just put it in the corner. Thanks. Well, that's the thing. Is that what he would say is that later, uh, when they asked him about this during the trial, uh, this is what Ing would say he used these chants in the spirit of. Uh, no, no. It's very Jocura. Jocura type of rocker room talk. It was Jocura. Jocula. Jocular. Jocular. No, yeah, I joke around. And so when I say, yeah. oh, how a teacher would say joke around, I say jocular. Jocular. Jo- right. jo- well, the records show that he meant jocular. How no- football guys joke around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no gun, no fun thing. Yeah, yeah it's no- fun. It's for your football players. We're cross players. They get together and they all laugh about, oh, you no know, gun, no fun. It's fun. Yeah. Not be fun. You don't know what I bring to the movie company. A lot of jocular attitude. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, super jocular. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the the moving company, like, they did not take him seriously at all. Like, mm. he he was just, they just treated him as kind of an eccentric dude. And in fact, they- He's had, working at a moving company. Yeah, they drew little caricatures of, like, a little Chinese guy, of course, with the big glasses and the buck teeth. And they would write, no kill, no thrill above it. And he loved it. He loved it. It's yeah. jocular. That is jocular. That, that is, is jocular. Yeah. That's boys having fun. Yeah, sure, that, yeah, that's boys being boys. Super jocular. Uh, and of course, as everywhere Charles Ng went, some people did kind of like him. He had one friend. His name was Perry McFarland. 
and Perry ate dinner with Charles every once in a while. And in between moving jobs, they'd practice spin kicks in uh, their spare time. Fucking losers. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good friend match. You should have stayed uh, with no, this no, guy. No, 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 no. You kick fuck higher, okay? No, 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 yeah. no. What you do here? Uh, you rook. I, you know, I don't mean to offend. Never mean to offend. Oh, it's most honorable with food, people who are friends to Charles Ng. But I have to say, you look gay when you cook <laughs> right, when you kick like that. Okay, so yep, you got to stick it up. Yep, make foot real stiff. <laughs> make your butt with zebra hat. Oh, now you're doing a kick kick. Hmm. We should do this uh, before we eat next time. Yes, I am nauseous. <laughs> yeah, always getting sick. <laughs> so of course. Most people did not like Charles Ng. Because I got to tell you, Charlie, uh, I, you know, hanging out with this is like, I just don't think most people really understand what you bring to the table in a friendship. That's right. what I said. Nobody understand. I mean, at this point, the only thing that he does bring into the into the friendship is kicking pencils out of people's hands, right? <laughs> That's, it. That's really it. But everybody had a friend like this. Yeah. I had a friend like this. Yeah. I definitely had a friend. It was this dude... Forget his name. I slapped him in the face. I got in trouble playing chess with him. I got mad with him. He's a Jehovah's Witness. But his whole thing was that he would hit himself all the time. And he'd like break stuff over his head. We're all like, this guy is great. God knows what he's doing. You slapped a Jehovah's Witness over a game of chess? Yes. I used to have rage issues. I also, my sister once beat me in a game of Risk uh, at this. Uh, we were having a, a, a vacation with my cousins and she beat me in the game of Risk. And I flipped the whole table. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, most of these employees, they did not get along with Charles. His main rival was a man named Charles Parento, who also happened to be the person who took a chance on the strange, oddly muscular Chinese man. During one argument they were having about the workload, Parento yelled, You goddamned Chinaman, I never should have gotten you this job. You don't think I got myself the job? Look at these strong shoulders. Look at these strong knees. You don't know what I bring to River Company. You don't know what I bring to uh, Parenter. What I'm gonna do yeah. You don't know what I did. Me and my buddy Renner I hate him. He hates when I say Renner. He hates when I say Renner. My friend Renner and I are gonna have uh, time with you. Mean, you mean Leonard. Renner. Le- yeah, I, Leonard. I said. Leonard. You don't know what I bring to friendship. <laughs> Strong knees and strong shoulders. That's really all you need to move. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and the ability to work well with others. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot it's of a team. It's Movers a, yeah. don't talk to one another, do they? Aren't they busy moving? I'm sure we have some people who do. I mean, if you listen to the podcast and you're a mover, tell us. Do you have friends? Do you work as a team? Is it important to keep a core understanding of what the job is? So the Chinaman comment, among many other comments concerning Ng's Chinese ancestry, would eventually push Ng towards murder. Charles Parenteau disappeared on Super Bowl Sunday, 1985, the same day that local hero Joe Montana led the San Francisco 49ers to a 38-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins in Dan Marino's one and only Super Bowl appearance. Thank you. Thank you, dog meat. Is that fact just to attack Ed Larson? Right. From, <laughs> from the, the round table? Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. He never no. had a cheat. You know, he choked. Dan Marino <laughs> made it to one Super Bowl, and did he win it? Nope. Nope. He I, lost it. He lost it. He, he made, choked like George Bush on a pretzel. <laughs> if you remember that, bit. I do. That was funny. Yeah. And then everyone I remember made fun of that. that. Yeah. yeah. Lost to Joe Montana. Some would argue a superior quarterback to Dan Marino. Yeah. Ooh. Don't say that. That's fighting words. We're going to get some hate mail. <laughs> 
Charles Ingy was game day. <laughs> it was, was game day for Marino and Charles. Everybody out there eating their buffalo ring. <laughs> everybody out there eating their tostita chip. You mix it in the salsa. Yes, I know it's a savory mm. snack and I enjoy it. But yeah. that is the day I use for most nefarious activity. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I kill Permandir. I kill oh, Richard Permandir. Hmm. How dare he make fun of him? Yeah, I don't know what I bring. See the game, though? Yeah, I mean, Jim Montana, very impressive and perfect. Yeah, Dan Marino, huh? Dan Marino, really shit to bed. Yeah, he was really dead, didn't he? Huh. <laughs> Later during the trial, Charles Ng would claim that he lured, lured Parento to the cabin with the promise of a freelance moving gig. Now, Ng, who still to this day denies committing any murders himself, said that Lake shot Parento in the head burn the body, and spread the charred bones around the property using a bucket. But this wouldn't be the only murder that Aang would commit at Dennis Moving Company. Another one of his co-workers, Jeff Gerald... Strange combo of two first names as a, as <laughs> yeah. a whole name. Yeah, Jeff Jerry. He was the bass player for the up-and-coming local rock band Crash and Burn. Ooh. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would go missing later on that year. Uh, you remember, the, and they had that hit album that was almost hit. I think it hit number 1,014 on the charts called yeah. Margarita of Mayhem. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that song. It was pretty good. Yeah. I, I, it does remind me of, we did see, at Christmas, we saw a, steel, uh, a um, Steely Dan a Steely Dan cover band called Raised by Wolves. <laughs> R-A-Z-E-D. <laughs> well, if you were raised by a wolf, how do you learn how to play guitar? Uh, listen to that. Steely Dan. <laughs> See, the reason why Jeff Gerald disappeared was because Ng had taken issue with Jeff leaving work for a week for quote-unquote personal reasons while still retaining his position of seniority. Mm. See, Ng believed that Jeff... He should have to start back at the bottom when he came back. <laughs> it's a, how's, he gonna come back how's he going to come back after leaving for personal reasons? Where he go? Oh, sorry, where he go? Where Jeff? It's a vacation. I think he's uh, really exhausted. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you don't think I know exhausted? Look at my eyes, how they squint. Oh, you make racist comment about how I age it. And I tell you, I just quit I because my eye tired. Got how many times I work at boxes? Did you want to take any time off? We'd love if you took this. This would be like Vietnam. In Vietnam, things are fair. Things people near where I brought to the Marines, and in there, where I brought to the middle of the company, as you've been senior officer. You can't do it. Different again. You can't. Then it does. Mommy goes. Baby Fraser. I move. I move Mira with most alacrity. Right. With most grace under fire. Alacrity. Alacrity. Yes. Yeah. I think you have a fundamental mis, mis, fundamental misunderstanding. Grace under fire. That is what everybody right. say about Charging. Oh, he a cute cucumber. Oh, he still wants to run deep without Charging. Oh, I should be senior officer. Oh, Jeff Jerry. Oh, I kill you. Oh, I kill you with me and my buddy Reynard. What was that? It's Reynard, my best friend. <laughs> what? <is> Reynard. Yeah. <laughs> Reynard. All right. So you're gonna kill him. Best friend. Randy Quaid, buddy. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, well, I, I recognize that. That is what Ng said that actually happened. He said that when he was complaining to Leonard Lake about this situation, Ng told, or Lake told him, it should, quote unquote, it should be like Nam, mm -hmm. as in Ng should just kill whoever he needed to in order to advance in the moving company and kill Gerald he did, but... No word on whether it actually worked. And or not. we remembered Leonard Lake spent Vietnam twisting dials far away from the war. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 
So as we said on the last episode, the actual timeline of Leonard Lake and Charles Ng's crimes is muddled to say the least, at least from the sources that we have. If I could drive to California and look up missing persons reports, I would, but I can't. Marcus would. I he totally would. would. And I mean, his girlfriend would leave him. But he right. would. She'd come with me. She'd have to. Mm. <laughs> Fugitive couple, one with weird teeth, the other one a beautiful lady. They're in a 1980 prelude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, that's the abductor special. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They actually got the uh, the pubic hair, uh, whatever, brown. <laughs> no yeah. way. Yeah, that's they so found rare. It. Yeah. <laughs> Big trunk on that. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> but at any rate, we believe that it's around this time that Leonard Lake and Charles Ng capture their first. M lady. This is when shit gets a little bit serious. Kathleen Allen, she was a high school student working part-time in a supermarket in San Jose. Her boyfriend, Mike Carroll, was a local hood and drug dealer who had done time with Charles Ng Mm. in Leavenworth Prison, and he was still involved in various illicit dealings with Ng at the time of his disappearance. Which I I feel like at the same time, because Charles Ng and Leonard Lake were sort of... um and this time, like we talk about with serial killers a lot, they were, they were slowly ramping up. Yeah. Their crimes were kind of all over the place. Charles Ng, again, was a kleptomaniac, uh, maniac. He was just a fucking maniac who would just go, he was doing everything that was dirty. He was he was a sneak. He was a liar. He would cheat everybody that he could Anything. and basically just was surrounded by these hoods. And Mike Carroll just so happened to be dating Kathleen Allen and much to, I mean, her bad luck. Just, yeah. you know, get family to help you move. Yeah, you know if you're moving, friends, just friends, family, give them, give them some free pizza, some beer. They'll do it. They'll do it. You got to do the maid trick with movers. You leave out a dish of coins, right? And right, you right. see if they take any of it. And what I have been doing is you run current through them. Oh, you hear them, good. You hear them la- you're going, and you see their skeleton like a brass flight, and they're just nothing but a skeleton. Oh, like the Joker in the first Batman movie. Yes, you know you have dishonest. Movers. You you electrocute the movers to the death. To the death. Okay. <laughs> The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You bet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox decides and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats and oh they love their life and they love the they love what bark box brings because bark box brings the bark and puts it in a box yep to get your free upgrade go to barkbox.com slash l-e-f-t my sister is the best gift giver i've ever met of any person it's jackie zabrowski she shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. 
All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, I fight to set my child up for success, which is why, as I sit and read Carmi and Wendy Dune, trying to explain to them the concepts of the savior complex not working, doubling back on itself, the concept of what does it mean to be a living God? What are those limitations? What are those expectations? And honestly, I know they just want chicken. But there are kids out there that need this type of direct help. And IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them understand and master topics in a fun way. Not unlike me, reading children, Dune Messiah, getting to about 365, seeing where they're at. See if they understand anything. There's no more grading these worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. You can't even believe it! You don't want to make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast in the left listeners could get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash left to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So one night after finishing up his shift at Domino's, Mike Carroll told a co-worker that he was heading up to San Francisco to buy some video equipment from a friend. Carol was missing for two days before Kathy got a call at the Safeway where she worked. After the call ended, she told her supervisor that she needed to take at least two weeks off of work because her boyfriend had been shot and she needed to go take care of it. So he left the Domino's. And then the the, the 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 girlfriend of the Safeway. Yes. It's a real American tale. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, wow. this is hard of the country. And then, like, how many how many times has his manager heard that he that a cashier needs to leave because her boyfriend just got shot? Yeah, yeah, classic <laughs> yeah. Safeway, yeah. And she's got to go take care of it, of course. But now, with, in actuality, she received a call from Leonard Lake saying that we have your boyfriend, uh, we are holding him hostage because he busted up a deal for us. And so you need to come basically as collateral to show up or bring us money. Yeah, which is yeah. M- much like what happened with Charles Manson. Yes. Uh, it was the drug deal gone bad. Hey, you've got to come and uh, bail this guy out. But for some reason, mm. Kathy Allen, the best she could come up with was, he's been shot. I got to go take care of it. Because, that. yeah, that just sounds vague enough yep. <laughs> to not be immediate crime problems. I don't know. And yeah. Leonard Lake was about to eat his employee pizza <laughs> as well from Domino's. Mm. So the last anyone actually saw of Kathy Allen was her climbing into the 1980 Honda Prelude. And the last time she was heard from was later on that night when she called a friend to kind of tell her where she was going. The only things that she said about the man that was giving her a ride was that he was, quote-unquote, 
kind of weird and kept insisting that he'd take pictures of her. But Kathy Allen kept telling her friend, listen, it's fine. I just want to let you know that I'm going to be out of town for a little bit, but don't worry about it. Again, ladies who listen to the podcast, men even who listen to the podcast, it's easy to just say you're a photographer. <laughs> right, right, especially it's easy, now, yeah. Because you could just say, oh, I take pictures, I do this, please. Yeah. Let me just see the nipples. Let me see the nipples. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then take a picture of it. That No one is a photographer. Pretty, there were like 10 real photographers. It's like Robert Maplethorpe. That, the that's other it. guy, the rapist guy, um, the Terry guy Richardson, the guy from who does the the Oscars lines, uh, yeah. Getty, yeah. the Getty images, yeah. just them. There are no photographers, no. so just just bet that they're not. Just yeah. know they're not. Everyone's taking pictures nowadays, though. It was it was creepier back then. I would assume this was a Polaroid or something. Well, right? yeah, because he had to fill the thing with the powder and then. <laughs> that's from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So by the time Kathy showed up at the cabin, her boyfriend Mike was long dead. But she didn't know this. She did not know this, uh, and this was something that uh, Leonard Lake and Charles Ng would use on all of their captives to kind of hang over their head. But Kathy would be the first of two women that we know of to suffer from videotaped psychological and physical torture at the hands of Leonard Lake and Charles Ng as their M-Lady. This is the culmination of a fantasy that Leonard Lake has had since he was a teenager. Which is very interesting because in his first di- video diary entry, he he's explains, uh, w- w- which I think is uh, uh, indicative of who he is as a person, that he said, I wonder how far I'll go yeah. with these videos and my ideas. Uh, and it's, I'm not saying it's laudable, but he definitely fulfilled his dreams. And he made it happen. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Um, and he followed through. It's really fucked up because he, he really did, in order to make this happen, he had to go through such efforts. This is really showing just how much maniac Leonard Lake is. In order to have a sex dungeon, you are already put into the top three percentile of horrible maniacs that exist in the world. I would say two. I'm not going to say that it was that difficult of a thing. It's not like, I mean, he, he wasn't get- renting the damn place out in Williamsburg. For Christ's sake. <laughs> well, the it was it, a shit dungeon. But he had to keep <laughs> killing people to take their IDs. That was hard. I, don't, I think you're giving him a little bit too much credit. It's pretty easy to just kill someone and put them in a in a dungeon. You saying that very flippantly, like <laughs> no, no, I looked, no, 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 no. I don't know. I mean, really, he kind of made. I mean, Ario. I if Ario Castro can do it, I know it's true. Yeah. There's a lot of borderline retarded people that have held people hostage as sex slaves for a long time. But yeah, but uh, but on the other <laughs> hand, you know, it's like. <laughs> You can't say it's good. No, it's not good. No, we do not endorse it. No, no of course no. not. But you know what? You can't, you know, measure a fish by how well he can climb a tree, you know? You've been in Texas for too long. <laughs> this is the problem. You had too long of a Christmas break. Good Lord. With all your nature analogies. Oh, that's just, oh, I might as well just give a horse a hat. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah. give, well, if you're going to be going in, you might as well give a biscuit some boots. Right. <laughs> you're going to go ahead and rape a woman in a closet. I'm voting for biscuits and boots for mayor. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a pretty contentious mayor race going on in Jayton, Texas right now. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's not polite. To, it's yeah, not good to talk about Between a guy named like Jay Farrell and a fucking crock pot full of stew. Oh, but I love <laughs> stew. I love stew. I like stew. Stew's honest. Mm, stew would never lie. <laughs> now it's back to serious. Now it's back to super serious. serious, like awful. Okay, yeah. 
So all of the M Lady quote unquote sessions, for lack of a better word, I don't really know what else to call it, were eventually found on one videotape in a plastic barrel buried in Leonard's front yard. So in the first session with Kathy, she's seen sitting fully clothed on a recliner with her hands tied around her back, and she is absolutely petrified. She she is um, it's almost like she is incapable of moving. Well, it's absolutely because when you're a part of something so shocking, I, that, I think that's a that's an interesting thing to talk about because we we always kind of talk about like if you're a victim of this or if you're being held hostage or you, if you're being kidnapped, you want to say you'd be freaking out and fighting and, and going no. to the edge, but it's like honestly, shock comes over the body pretty quickly. You know what I'd do? What I'd make an Iron Man suit. Hey, somebody's thinking. Yeah. So somebody's thinking. Somebody's really thinking. With that little buddy that's in there with you. Yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. the cell that's, you know, looking for revenge for his family. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll yeah. be, be friends with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. She's got a whole Iron Man recipe on Goop. Right, on right, right, website. right, right. Yeah, great name for a website. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but Henry's absolutely right. When you really, when you talk to a lot of people, the, the fight or flight, you, people talk about the fight or flight instinct. Sometimes neither one happens. You just go yeah. in a shop. Yeah, it's just full on shock. Your because brain, it's mostly, you don't believe it's happening. Exactly, to you. your brain pops a gasket. Just something just completely pops. And people talk about this in uh, huge disasters. People talk about this totally. in 9/11 and the Oklahoma City bombings and suicide bombings around the world. A lot of people just talk about these unbelievable things that happen. Your brain just doesn't compute, and or, you just kind of stand there. Or if you talk right. about in terms of like in watching Making a Murderer, when they talk about the the getting eliciting the confessions from Brendan Dassey. When you watch this kid, a lot of it's also kind of disbelief. I mean, D- Brendan Dassey was just also develop- developmentally disabled. He had a learning disability. And trying to get a, 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 a confession out of him, you just kind of believe, like, oh, if I just follow these people's orders, I'll be done. And then I, I can go home. Same I- thing with the kid in the West Memphis 3 uh, case. You know, it's like if you end the same thing that happens in the, uh, you know, all the satanic panic stuff. It's just like, well, if I just follow along with this, then if I just go with the flow, then I can get out of here. I can go home. Because no one really believes that what you're going to do is lead to your death or your permanent, like, incarceration. So you just kind of handle it. And this is, it's very, it's very brutal. The videos are very brutal. Same thing with goats. What? <laughs> goats will just yeah, they'll go right too, down. You spent too long alone on Christmas. <laughs> no, no, no. Goats will go right down. Oh, the fainting you, goat. You scare a goat, it'll go right down. <laughs> so, but you know the thing about I a goat. I swear to God, I watch. I watch the Animal yeah, Planet. I, I know. You man. scare a goat, it goes down. But you yeah. can also just feed a goat. Goats are meant to stay in cages. Yeah, <laughs> goats no. are captive animals. No, 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 no. Nothing's meant to stay no, no. in a cage. Goats are meant to be on roofs. That's that's right. Well, that is a Texas thought. Oh. <laughs> I think goat's supposed to be in my Jamaican stew. Mama Cla- <laughs> like that goat stew. Right. Well, as far as speaking to your your point about if you just go along with this, then everything will be okay, and maybe you'll get out of this. Uh, the beginning of the video, Leonard Lake's just, he's kind of explaining to her, like, what her life's going to be like for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and this is what he said kind of... Ad- and also... Yes, the, the videos are out there, but the sound quality is so low and so garbled that if we played it right now, you wouldn't be able to understand it without subtitles. Yeah, so that's what it's sad. Yeah. Because I wanted to actually hear his voice. But I'm not going to do his exaggeration. I mean, he's just exactly as you imagine him. He's just deadpanned, dead sold, dead voiced. Uh, Kind of, it's almost, it's just a matter of fact, almost boring. And vaguely condescending as well. Super condescending. Toy box killer-esque, huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah very if, much so. 
but this is what he said uh, to uh, Kathy after explaining to her what was going to happen. If you don't go along with this, we're going to take you into the bed, tie you down, shoot you, and bury you. And that's pretty in line with the type of threats that he makes to Kathy from then on. Because then he believed he was in total control. Yeah. And, th- and their confidence has gotten so huge at this point that they, they really do believe that they are that then being nice to them for not immediately killing them. Yeah. yeah. They're justifying themselves at every turn. So the third one is actually the most disturbing. The third shows Kathy Allen lying on a bed wearing nothing but cut-off jean shorts. Her wrists are handcuffed. Her ankles are bound. Leonard, he's taking pictures of her, acting like it's just another modeling session. And that's, that's what really makes this creepy, is that you just you see, after hearing for so long about Leonard Lake doing these photo sessions, taking all these uh, photos of, of these nude and scantily clad women, most of which he's just kind of talked them into, you really see it. And you really see how he sees these women. Well, he truly does mean it when he says, I want an off-the-shelf lover. And yeah. This is what he, he this is what he's always wanted. It's this it's this pedantic, like kind of male view of uh, it's very strange of like keeping this woman captive and so that he could do whatever he wants with her, completely use her as a as a as a piece of meat. Yeah. And and it's only for his sexual fantasy. He's a horrible human being. Yeah. And this is what he tells her as he is taking photos. I told you there's a lot of things I'd like to do with you that I know you wouldn't like. And even though it shouldn't make any difference to me in terms of what you like and what you don't like, I've tried to respect your feelings as best as I can in these matters. On the other hand, when I tell you to do things, I tell you things that are very important to me that I want you to do. Wow, wow, wow. Nerd alert. This guy is <laughs> such a jerk off. This well, yeah. is what happens when a nerd that is bullied, or not, he was never bullied, but someone no. who is not seen upon as like a tough dude by other guys, as soon as they have a little power, this is exactly what they sound like. It's exactly what we've been talking about the last two episodes. It's like, this is the attitude of like the internet guy, the ineffectual right. internet nerd. The types of things that you hear Leonard Lake say, the types of things that you read about that he wrote in his journal, Ugh. it's the same things that you'll see if you go to a Reddit thread and like the men's rights. Oh, uh, all of that shit. It's a guy guy who shoots in like five seconds as soon as he touches or he like comes in his pants all the time. Blames the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. And then believes that, you know, that women are playthings and they're not equally. It's 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 someone who has no understanding and because of the internet in our time and age, it's like these are people that are increasingly more isolated and porn in that way is very bad because it kind of just watches these women who are suppliant live things that only do things that like basically are like sex slaves and sex yeah. craze. And, and they, speaking of porn, I'm sure a lot of people looked at these photos and things like that, and that got off on them and all that. Uh, yeah, we'll I'm get sure. we'll definitely we'll get, get later into what Leonard Lake might have done with some of these videos. Uh, and I'm sure people, yeah, you're right. I'm sure people watch these videos that are online, and I'm sure it fucking turns them right the fuck on. But I understand being into consensual like BDSM stuff. Oh, totally absolutely, yeah, 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 that's totally different. There's uh, there's zero wrong with that. Like. That's that's that is a, a healthy fantasy, but Leonard Lake's fantasy involves it being real. Well, it's about you know, but, but truly uh, uh, unable to do anything for yourself and to think for yourself. That is the thing that makes him most sexually excited is someone that is completely o- under his dominance. Somebody who he's like a middle manager. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's just one of the. He's just a. He's just a piece of shit. Yeah. He reminds me of my yeah. boss at uh, at Borders in Tallahassee, who uh, <laughs> used to wear pewter rings. Oh yeah. He used to like talk about how he's just like, well, we should all do sometimes. It's like maybe after work we could all get a drink and stuff like that. He just wanted to fuck everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I always dress. Uh, if I ever uh, play around with a gal and we have role play, and she is dressed like Darth Vader, and I'm a stormtrooper, and I do the dishes. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a thing I do. That makes me upset inside. <laughs> it's, the, it's a good way to do the dishes. Yeah, that's a that's a real weird specific. A, I mean, it hasn't yeah. worked yet. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. completely unaroused. Also, like it's but. very um, commercially viable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And trendy, right? right Super right. trendy on yeah. on fleek. Is that, <laughs> that is, right? That is on fleek, bay. Oh, well, that, yeah, oh my that God. is that is not ratchet. Ugh. What you're saying? We gotta edit all that out. SMH. <laughs> what, what is that? SMDH. Uh, Shake my head. It's everything's SMH. Side eye. Oh. Side eye. Man, I'm feeling that. Uh, ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> so in between sessions, Kathy was held prisoner in the bunker that had been years in the making for Leonard Lake, both physically and mentally. This is something that he had spent years thinking about, and it's something that he spent years constructing. At first glance, the bunker seemed like just a normal storage shed, tools hanging from the walls, shovels, picks, and such and such. But if you turned around, you'd see a wall covered from top to bottom in photos of naked or scantily clad women. Have you guys ever seen a shed like this? Uh, most uh, sheds yeah. are like this. Yeah, most sheds, actually. <laughs> this yeah. is how janitors live, oh, right? We had a janitor, Bob, at uh, in middle school. I'm pretty sure. It was deer pictures and women. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what he was jerking off to. Both. I, uh, yeah. That's a problem. They begin to cross streams. It's yeah. just like, I just wish I could be normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I wish I could sit at a desk and said I got a mop the desk. Mm-hmm. Well, he, had a, he had a great magazine called Deer Chicks. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, God. Yeah. It's just a dead deer next to a woman's spread <laughs> eagle. And they're like, which hole does the pole go? Right. <laughs> kind of a choose your own adventure type. So if you went further into... So if you did a little bit of a closer inspection of the actual shed, you could see that there was a bookcase that you would be able to move and behind the bookcase was a door that led to a narrow passageway. The first stop was a chamber that police who discovered it would later call the living area. And in here, they found a bed, a table with a lamp, a dresser, and, of course, a copy of the collector on the bookshelf. Nerd! He's such a jerk-off. Nerd! Unbelievable. And at the end of the passageway sat the prison cell itself. It was three and a half feet wide by six and a half feet long and totally soundproofed. On one end of the room was a two and a half foot wide platform with a foam rubber pad resting on top. And on the other end was a five gallon plastic bucket and a roll of toilet paper. Now, one of the walls was just a big one-way mirror that faced into the living area. And what they found on the other side of the mirror was a chair and next to it was a night vision goggles. So the idea is that he would shut off all of the lights in the whole area and watch her through night vision goggles. Like Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Mm. It's a lot like Silence of the Lambs. He it- just I just think he liked the night vision goggles. <laughs> I don't want to make too much of a joke about it, but it's just what an asshole. Yeah, it's it's super asshole stuff, but it's also about the terror. It's also he, extra marines of him. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's extra marines, but it's also about 
seeing a woman in complete and total pitch darkness in absolute terror and absolute misery and knowing that he caused it and that he was in complete and total control of this woman. And this is how, and he also had a list of rules to be in complete and total control of this woman on the opposite wall of the two way of the one way mirror. There was a list of rules typed all in caps. This is what it said. One, I must always be ready to service my master. I must be clean, brushed and made up with my cell neat. Two, I must never speak unless spoken to. Unless in bed, I must never look my master in the eye, but must keep my eyes downcast. Three, I must never show my disrespect, either verbally or silent. I must never cross my arms or legs in front of my body or clench my fists, and unless eating, must always keep my lips parted. Number four, I must be obedient completely and in all things. I must obey immediately and without question or comment. Number five, I must always be quiet when locked in my cell. Number six, I must remember and obey any additional rules told to me. I must understand that any disobedience, any pain, trouble, or annoyance caused by me to my master will be grounds for punishment. And that was about the only thing that these women had to stare at for days, maybe even weeks. We don't know for sure how long these women were kept in this cell. Uh, We don't know how many videos were actually made. There are rumors that videos of these women's actual rape and murder were sold to a private erotica collector, but there's absolutely no proof that I know of to back that up. But considering how Lake was in the habit of selling homemade tapes of Cricket playing the part of his M-Ladies, it's not the most far-fetched concept around. Well, he seems like, because he's been sharing their homemade porn for years. Yeah, right. They've been already doing this. So I feel like it would just go out there, and there are a lot of people, especially at the time, can you imagine having to go to a private erotic salesman <sighs> to get this stuff? That's where the real snuff stuff, that was the stuff oh, that yeah. was like shown at like Rob Lowe's and Charlie Sheen's parties <laughs> back in the 80s <laughs> came from. Yeah, sure. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com.
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text and that helps you save time i know i'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks now part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts now so what i've done to do is like so while i'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. And if you guys have ever seen these, I don't know if you've ever seen these, but uh, you know, remember in Twin Peaks, uh, the... Um, the magazine that Laura Palmer and yeah. Ronette Pulaski placed the ads in. Have you guys ever actually seen one of those? I got oh, like a, truck stop magazines, tru- like truck stop oh, yeah, personals sure. or no, these aren't truck. These are swingers magazines. These are, uh, these back in the day were ads that swingers would put in and they would send naked pictures to other swingers. They would send videos to other swingers. Uh, and that's the type of world that he was living in. Sure. Porno stores existed back then. Plenty of them, but these were people that got off on the grittiness of it. Mm. These are, you know, to this day, and this that was old school amateur porn. Back yeah. then, that's how you got amateur porn. You had to make friends with the amateurs first. <laughs> that's one well, thing I'll know. say thank you to the internet for. <laughs> yeah, because I love amateur porn, but I would definitely wouldn't make friends with I don't know Leonard and Cricket to get some. Ugh. Can yep. you imagine them having to hang out? It's like I like having a weed dealer who like hangs out for twenty five <laughs> minutes, just like talking about soccer, like having a talk with them. 
I mean, yeah, definitely. You just want to smoke the weed, but I mean, I guess you could smoke weed with your drug dealer, but you can't exactly jerk off with your porn, uh, you know, smut peddler. I actually you think totally you can. can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you want to test the wares? Meanwhile, crickets just going like, yeah, aim for the wet hole, aim for the spot. And she's gyrating next to the fireplace. Well, you know, maybe if that's the case, she's all snaggly tooth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Leonard Lake, after this, after Kathleen Allen, he returned to his journal, which he no longer hand wrote everything. After Kathleen Allen, he started typing everything. And this is what he typed. I've learned that my programming in my youth, that which is called morality, either was not given or was given poorly. To all purposes, save a very few, I have no morality in terms of life or death. Neither seem to move me. Why is it that guys like this hmm. always have the same vocabulary? They have the same cadence. They have the same... Di- it's yeah, dickhead yeah, language. It's dickhead <laughs> language, exactly. It's, it's a guy who couldn't go to be a cop language. Yes, yeah. exactly what it is. It's that military style, too. They just yeah. believe they're superior to everybody else. It's condescending towards humanity. It's, yes. it's talking to yourself as if you are the only person in the world who can possibly understand your genius. Right, Which is right, true. Right. And then this whole time, Charles Ng was just cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> he was forced to cook most of the time mm. we'll talk about this <laughs> so lake and ings next and as far as we know last victims possibly be their most tragic and certainly their most cruel lonnie bond 27 brenda o'connor 19 and their infant son lonnie bond jr moved to a house not 100 yards from leonard lake's cabin in january of 1985 Leonard and the couple took an almost immediate dislike to each other. Lake introduced himself as Charles Gunner. Fat Charles. Fat Charles. And told them that he was a, quote unquote, professional photographer. And he's just like, hey, just let me know, um, does your baby have tits? Because that'd be great if your baby had tits. I'd really like to take pictures of a baby with tits. I don't know why they didn't get along. Hi, my name is Skinny Charles. Skinny Charles. Interesting. Well, as a gesture of goodwill when they first moved in, he took some photos of them as a family, like a a nice nice little, just like, yeah, you know, I'm a professional photographer. I'll just take some candid photos of you guys. Just like, hey, we're neighbors. Let's start off on the right foot. uh, First thing, boys, girls, how about we switch tops, huh? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now uh, switch pants. All right. Now that we made some money, let's make some art. (laughs) Terrifying. So less than a month after the family moved in, Lake had gone from the weird guy next door to a full-blown, as Bond put it, quote, real pain in the ass. Yeah, he's over there in his coochie cutters talking about how it's the end of the world and the cyanide tablets and how he's got, like, you know, you got to come over the house and see his pornos with his 16-year-old girl. And they're just like... Man, this fucking guy's just not leaving this potluck. He is a pain in the ass. He brought nothing. Yeah. He brought half a can of warm Schlitz and a and a the three year old cranberry sauce lid. I like the Schlitz, but yeah. <laughs> so not only did he constantly and this is somewhat ironic. He would constantly complain about Bond's use of guns on his own property for target practice because if we remember. Using guns was what got Leonard Lake kicked out of the idyllic ranch community in the first place. Well, in Buddhism, they say that that which upset us about others is that which is most true about ourselves. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Powerful. Not only that, but his requests for pictures 
were now directed towards Brenda alone. Weird, and though. We're getting super forceful. Weird. Why yeah. would that happen? That's weird. <laughs> the other person involved in this whole scene was Lonnie's. And the other person involved in this whole scene was Lonnie Bond's best friend, Scott Stapley, who was also the co-founder of the San Diego chapter of the Guardian, Guardian Angels. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a volunteer neighborhood watch type group that was started here uh, in New York City in the 70s. Right. The last time tough dudes wore berets. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it all came to a head in late April of 1985, from what we can piece together from comments made by Lake and Ng during their subsequent video sessions with Brenda O'Connor, it appears that Leonard invited the couple, their child, and their friend Scott over for dinner and managed to separate Brenda from the men. And since the men were obviously a very real threat and the baby was worse than useless to Lake and Ng, it's thought that those three met relatively quick deaths, but evidence suggests that they were probably toyed with at least for a little while before they were actually killed. Well, they said about Paul, Mm. and I'm sure happened to the same thing to uh, these two men, is that Paul had a gun stuck in his mouth when they found him, and his teeth were all broken by the barrel of the gun. Well, what they found with these men, uh, they found that they had both had uh, ball gags in their mouths. Uh, and their wrists and their ankles were bound, and there was obvious with them they had tried to struggle quite hard to of get course. free. But they it, there was obvious evidence of them trying to get free, uh, and they had both been shot. In You've got to follow the ball gag. What? There's what? a store running out of ball gags. <laughs> it was only follow the ball. How many ball gags do these people have? That's true. No, they were making their own ball. They gags. were making the ball gag. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do. You don't. Well, they you went to El Dorado's <laughs> and you just buy a ball gag. No, how many no, times no, no, do you no. walk around looking for a ball gag? Like, hey, I don't do gag. it that often. I'm just saying. Oh, they're making homemade ball gags. No, he's a truly free man, Ben. They're uh, indie. Really, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's DIY. Check the receipts for the ball gags. So concerning the baby, now we know that the two men were killed with shots to the head. Concerning the baby, Charles Ng would later say that Leonard Lake killed Lonnie Bond Jr. by putting the baby's head between his thighs and twisting the upper body. And this was at Charles' request, who wanted it done quickly. Ng also said that the men were actually shot by Lake in their own home while Brenda was out shopping. But context clues from various sources point towards Ng murdering everyone except Scott Stapley. And the next time anyone saw Brenda, she was tied to the same chair that Kathy Allen was tied to months or even weeks before. And this is the video that you'll see when when you <clears> look <throat> up Leonard Lake Charles Ng videos, if you do, if you're a monster like I am, and you see uh, a, a bare-chested Leonard Lake with his beer gut hanging over his pants, and he's cutting the clothes off of her with the scissor. Yeah, and Lake spends mm. a fair amount of time teasing about whether Brenda's family is dead or alive, the same thing he did with Kathy Allen. Uh, And most of what he talks about is just, I mean, it's just absolute nonsense. Uh, And he tells Brenda that her baby is going to be given away to a family in Fresno. Uh, But I think that these statements that he makes, I think they're, 
he, he's being confusing and kind of obtuse on, on purpose. He wants her to be confused. He wants her to be completely no, yeah. also, disoriented. It's telling her, because this is what he was saying, up to this point she'd been struggling. It's saying whatever he could say to her to get her to stop struggling so that he it will be easier for him to get her into the other room. Yeah. That's just all he's doing. He's just throwing out nonsense. Yeah. He's just saying whatever it was to get her to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Which is horrible. Yeah. And this is when Lake told her what he actually had in store for her. Brenda, you have a choice. We'll give it to you right now. You can cooperate with us. By cooperating with us, that means you will stay here as our prisoner. You will work for us. You will wash for us. You will fuck for us. Or you can say, no, I don't want to do that. In which case, we'll tie you to the bed. We'll rape you. Then we'll take you outside and shoot you. Your choice. Of course, this woman is absolutely terrified. She's, As far as she knows, her baby and her husband's life is on the line. And she says... I'll cooperate. Uh, and later on, when Charles Ng comes into the scene, he says, You can cry and stuff, wreck the rest of them, but it won't do you no good. That's for sure. You're pretty, hey, <laughs> cold hearted, so to speak. I don't joke around before I do bad things, because it's only when I do the moving things I joke around about <laughs> I what I bring to friendship. You want genocide chicken? Charles Ng made General Sal's chicken for the, for the woman. In, your in, s- in this scenario. In this scenario. Okay. <laughs> Make that good, good. In this scenario, to try to lighten the horrible oh, I uh, horrors oh, that we've been right. talking about for like the last 10 minutes or so. And it's hard yeah, to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. Charles Ng voice seriously. It's hard to do the right. Charles Ng voice seriously, but I felt that it was important to include that statement. I think so, I think too, so because too. he was a part of it. He yeah. was a part of it, and what this also implies is when he says... You can cry and stuff like the rest of them. That implies rest of them. They've, implies they've done this much, much. Oh, yeah. that they've done this a lot. That Wait. it wasn't just Kathy Island. That uh, Kathy Island. That there was a lot of other victims. And when here. we cover the trial, this is how Charles Ings trying to downplay mm. his role and everything. But th- this is basically what puts him in jail forever. Yeah, this is. I mean, one of a few things that put him in jail. But really, what puts Charles Ing in jail more than anything else is. Defending himself uh, on the stand. Every, we, yeah. we, we can't um, wait. We, we can't, can't wait. wait until Woo. the testimony of Charles Ang. It's everything he's ever yeah. done. <laughs> everything he's ever done is supposed to have put him in jail. Oh, and the right. way he he's just not a he's, we, he's not a slick customer. Uh, are we saving everything else for part four? Uh, that's part four, man. Oh, oh right. Is that the end of part three? Absolutely. I can't not. take anymore. <laughs> no, there's no more. I can't take anymore. Uh, absolutely not. But it almost it oh, almost right. is. Oh my goodness. Uh, and. You know, we don't know exactly how long Brenda was held captive for, but we do know that it was at least two months between her capture and the capture of Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. And that is the end of part three. We'll be back on the next episode with their capture, Leonard Lake, how he responds to capture, and how Charles Ng responds to capture. All right. I'll tell you what. He's loud. Yeah, <laughs> terrible um, stuff. A yeah, this is total... a heavy way to bring yeah. in 2016. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we got to... Yeah, we're ending 2015 with this one, and we're bringing in 2016 with part four of Leonard Lake and Charles Zang. Do you have it. resolutions? Do people have New Year's Eve resolutions? Yeah, taking better care of my teeth. I bought an electric toothbrush uh, and some new mouthwash to uh, heal up my gums a little, because they are bleeding. I don't know what I, I don't have any resolutions, but uh, I asked Ed Larson if he had any, and his was to go to New Orleans. 
So <laughs> actually, that's a pretty great resolution. It's a travel plan. That's not a resolution. Well, I think that's, I mean, that's what his I'm resolution do. is to travel more. But that's what I no, said. But you can't just like go to New Orleans. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I mean, try and travel more. The man. No, that's what you got to travel more. You have to make a decision to travel more. And I want to travel more. And also, I'm getting my vertical up to 13 inches. Oh, very good. <laughs> Vertical you've been, leap. You've been practicing jumping? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. How's it going? 13 inches, that's it? I'm at a four. <laughs> <laughs> not a spud web type. No. no. I got the spud part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. All right. So what all a, acquaintances we forgot. That's right. What a bunch of dickheads. Uh, let's see. And They're you know what? I guess uh, the... Um, the New Year's resolution will be, as the one that was last year, continue to do great work here on Cave Comedy Radio and uh, uh, bring you guys the best product possible. Thank and, you and so th- much to people who guys. donated to the Patreon campaign. Oh, yeah, my God. It really is a life-changing thing for us, and we really, really appreciate that. So that's the resolution that I have, yeah. continue to and continue to grow with CCR. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Everybody who donated to the Patreon campaign, we're gonna be st- we're gonna start sending out all of our uh, all of the extra stuff that we promised to the people uh, that donated uh, twenty bucks and up. Uh, we're gonna be start releasing uh, bonus content in the first week Mm-mm. of uh, twenty twelve. We're gonna be putting out bonus content every two weeks, uh, and it's and we've got some super fun stuff planned for you guys. We yep. really do, uh, and you're gonna absolutely love it. Uh, I want to give, and we're gonna start doing shout outs next up. Episode to all of the people who donated to the campaign. But before we do that, I would like to uh, give a shout out to um, a man named Ben Liberty, hmm. who's got ben a happy Liberty. birthday coming up this year. Hey, all right. Happy birthday, Ben Liberty. You're a part of what makes Mark great. That's right. <laughs> Liberty and Ben's. Yes, Ben's and Liberties. Of course, we all uh, know that. So, uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy awesome. birthday, Ben. I hope that Satan blesses you with a bigger set of balls this year. That's right. And uh, that's technically cancer, but it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine once you get yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. Post-puberty, you want your balls to pretty much stay the same right mm-hmm. there. After, yeah. um, uh, Please follow us on our new Instagram page. Yes. Uh, we have just set this up. It is LP on the left. Just uh, like our Twitter. Yes. Uh, it's at Instagram, at LP on the left. Uh, and what we're trying to do is, like, if you got pictures of your shirts like hashtag magoostillations put them up there we'll copy and paste and we'll put over there we're gonna to do pictures of us in the studio and shit yeah. like that but the idea is like i want to foster an idea where it's like if you see somebody with like a shirt on they got last podcast and left shirt and you like work at an ice cream store give them free ice cream free ice cream <laughs> if you work at a bar give them a free beer just free one. ice cream just one though no. <laughs> All right, guys. For holy shit, please do not fucking take advantage of this last podcast and last gift we are giving you. It technically relies on them to do it. Yes, and yeah. lose money for their own business. Yes, right. Uh, but yeah, they're but not owners of businesses. Yeah, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean, <laughs> man? You said that's money out of fucking a fat cat's pocket. Right, 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 right. Uh, and if you want to get your very own last podcast on the left T-shirt, uh, go to cavecomedyradio.com/slash merch, and we've yeah. got a lot of really cool merch, uh, new merchandise Ooh. planned uh, for the new year. Awesome. Well, 2016 is going to be a great year for Cave Comedy Radio. Politics are heating up for uh, April Against Top Hat, and Roundtable has always a series of stories. Entertainment will be huge for page seven. Mm-hmm. And Marcus is still mentally impaired, so sex and other human activities will be great. It's ne- That's never going away. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That is great. That's something I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. Things are going right. fine. No, they are. No, we're crushing. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Hail yourselves. And Halgeen. Hail me! Hail Satan as well, if you will. <laughs> 
also um, at Henry Loves You. Oh yeah, that's right. Henry lo- at Henry Loves You on Twitter at Marcus Parks on Twitter and I'm at Ben Kissel on and Twitter. One more thing, you know, if I've been talking about my Spotify playlist, I oh, just yeah. finished the '80s just yesterday. So go to Spotify, follow me on there, and uh, subscribe to my playlist. I get so far, I've got 1950 to 1989. And donate to that Patreon campaign. Every dollar fucking helps us only do this show, and that would be amazing. Patreon.com/slash Last Podcast on the left. He'll see. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 